All right, so uh, you know, I, I got the I got the uh, podcast email set up, Eric. Uh, so yeah. it just sends to my normal email account now, right? And oh, that's uh, fancy. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's the twenty, it's the twenty first century. It's it's high class stuff. Um, and so, by the way, it's the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com if you like to reach us. And I got this email, and I I kind of freaked out for a second because the subject line just read. Hey, fuck faces. <laughs> and I was like, oh my I gosh. I love like, it. What did I do? You know, what did I do? And then I quickly realized that the email was from <laughs> friend of the podcast, uh, Dan Skelnick, um, who had hosted or guested on our podcast in the first season several times. Shout and out, Dan. He, he said, uh, hey, fuck faces. No one told me this was a thing again. And then just left it at that. <laughs> uh, so that was that was a great shout out from Dan. He hasn't started watching uh, watching WandaVision in whole yet. I think he's going to try and binge it a little bit in pieces. But uh, I told him if he starts watching again, we'll have him back on. So thanks for the shout out, Dan. For sure, yeah. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening to. Uh, I was going to come up with a new thing, and now I'm fucking blanking. Uh, the greatest podcast in the world, the wow. Groovy Groovy Infinity Watch Podcast. <laughs> Oh my god! I panicked. I really panicked. Yeah. The best podcast ever. Roof. <laughs> yep, we got a little bark in there. I feel like that's kind of that's the real tradition. Is oh, a is a dog gosh. barking when we start the show? Guaranteed to happen several times uh, throughout the podcast. But yeah, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. I'm Tommy. I'm here with my co-host Eric, and this week we are joined uh, by our guest Amelia. Welcome, Amelia. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so just happy to be here. You know, this is an exclusive program that we're running here. Um <laughs> and it doesn't get it doesn't get better than this. So it's welcome. true. I feel like we should let people in on the vibes. Tom spent like half an hour before we started recording oh my uh God. trying to get his shit to work. So um it doesn't matter how long you work with audio, uh, audio engineering, yeah. anything digital like that. Problems happen every single time, and the answer is different every single time. It seems, and uh, it, and there's never a re- an actual reason for it ever. It's just like I, why? Because really, fuck you. That's why. I have this <laughs> really really nice uh, digital audio eight track interface that's like amazing. And that doesn't work, so I had to pull out like a mixer from 1997, <laughs> which still works like a dream. It'll Let make them like you. they used to. The beast is what I call it because it, it is gigantic. But you know yeah, what welcome. I just realized? Hold on. I have to reference this oh, or boy. else I'm going to have to edit all of this out. Is that you, everybody could probably hear your audio through my mic because I still have my speakers up because I was jamming out while you were fixing that shit. So oh, sorry, everybody. Am I going to edit that out? Definitely not. You're going to have to deal with it for the first four minutes. People are everyone that dropped out after the first four minutes that don't that don't hear this because the audio was shit. Uh, <laughs> you're missing out, and it's your fault for being so. Uh, what's the word? Intolerant of shitty audio. That's so. true. That is actually true. We are so meta right now, so let's jump right back into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, what's the show even about? <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Watch <laughs> podcast, where we talk about all the nerd shit. Right now, we're really focused on 
on Marvel's new Disney Plus series, WandaVision, uh, which we'll, we'll be continuing to cover the MCU throughout the year, hit up some Star Wars stuff when we got some breaks from that. It's going to be a good time. But let's start off. We're, we're here to talk about the fourth uh, episode of WandaVision. But before we get into that, let's jump into news for the week. Oh, yeah. Um, first up from me. Hey, Thor wait, 11. I have a I have a I'm Uh-oh. sorry to cut oh, you off, but oh, I just shit. think I feel like one thing that that we've done. And since Amelia has not been on the podcast before, uh, I would love to get your history of like Marvel. Like what is yeah. like uh, what is your relationship to Marvel and just, I guess, nerd shit trademarked in general? That's a great idea. Hmm, okay, so I mean, I've seen all the Marvel movies at least once and I've been a big fan for a long time. And, um, well, my relationship to nerdy stuff, I'm dating the biggest nerd ever, so that helps. <laughs> Who's that? Um, I think he's in this room. Oh, that's weird. Weird. Check the closet? Yeah, I mean, he he's a ghost. Sorry. Oh, wait, yeah. That's me. So you've seen, <laughs> you've seen all the MCU movies. You really like those. Have you ever picked up a comic before? No, not really. Just strictly, strictly a movies person. I can't what read, is- so... Well, you know, that helps. and uh, Fair. <laughs> probably a good thing when it came to reading, uh, you know, dating profiles and stuff like that for me that you couldn't read most yeah. of that. Um, I couldn't read yours. I just looked at the picture and I was here? like, oh, redhead. Um, so out of all the like. So, the, the... Yeah, shout out to that, first of all. <laughs> Second of go. all. Um, Thanks, Cinder. Um, <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that. Sure. I didn't even get to say that. Um. So so prior to to knowing Tom, would you were you excited for WandaVision? Would you have cared at all? Or was this just something is like if you came across it, cool, but like not really searching it out or super stoked? Like, where are you on that side of things? I definitely would have watched it, but I don't know if I would have watched it as they were released. I probably would have just waited for some of them to be released and then just kind of binged it all or half and half or something. Okay. I will say, uh, you know, among a lot of people that I know, I don't hear too many people that aren't really, really into the MCU talking about this show quite yet. But I think there's still some time for the hype to build up for some of that. But another question I was going to ask perhaps you, this Mia, most is, recent episode will help with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, basically, if Eric doesn't like this episode, I'm I'm just going to quit. Um, uh, but moving on from that, what, what is like, do you have a few favorite MCU movies that like yeah, stuck yeah. out What's your faves? Um, that you enjoy or, and, or my... just favorite superhero in general? Right. I guess. Well, my favorite is Thor Ragnarok for sure. That one's just like so nice. rewatchable, especially like the humor. I just really enjoy all the humor in the Marvel movies. Um, that's a good choice. Yeah. Ragnarok is probably, it's in my top five, but I think it is the most rewatchable MCU movie probably. Yeah, I think Thor and probably Iron Man are my favorite. So I don't wow. know. Nice. Wow, a woman after my heart. <laughs> All right, All last right. wait, last question, last question, last question. Uh, in general, Marvel or DC? Oh, I like Marvel more. Okay, yeah. thank God. Gee, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, just had a flop sweat for him in a second. Dramatic effect. <laughs> no, I mean there there are a lot a lot of people who like really love Batman. And because of that, it's like, it's always going to be DC and that's fair. 
but you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Like I feel like a lot of people, if you went back 20 years ago, would have always expected DC to kind of be in the position that Marvel is now. Yeah, for sure. What a twist. I think that's like really hurt DC in terms of just, uh, like just like fan interest and whatnot. Um, I always wonder like what, what the landscape would be like if it, if the roles were reversed a little bit, but, um, Hopefully. But I feel like there's so many like super diehard fans for DC like char- you know characters. Yeah. Like my best friend, she's just obsessed with Batman and just like obsessed. Like people are Harley just, like, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loves Harley Quinn. Yep. That's yeah, for sure. It just becomes part of their personality. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I hung up. I hung up my metal 75th anniversary Captain America shields this week. Oh right my next to my God. desk. Uh, nerd alert. Yeah, so when you guys awesome. hear a crashing and a scream, you'll know exactly what that was. And Tom will be the one that's screaming. Down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's going to fall out to happen within six months. It'll come down because I. <laughs> yeah. it's heavy. It is heavy. <laughs> no question in my mind. <laughs> All righty. So let's let's jump over to Marvel News. Thanks for that, uh, that little uh, idea there for the guest bio. I think we should definitely do that going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, first up. Thor Love and Thunder, the sequel to Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi, um, started shooting guy. in Australia this week. Um, and so that's pretty exciting. How long do you think until we see pictures of Janus Thor so on some website somewhere? Man, that is, that's a good question. I don't know. I think if... Man, I don't know. I could really I feel see like it's like, come up pretty quick. next week. Or I could also see them doing everything possible to hide it, and uh, like until like a, a sick trailer reveal or something. I don't know. Yeah. There was also news: uh, a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy actors were were heading down there, and uh, actress Jamie Alexander as well, who is known for yes, playing Late Sif. Sif, will be Team back. Team Sif this. all day. She was not in the last movie at all, and I, I think know a lot of people missed, uh, missed her quite a bit. Yeah, so. I was one of those people. I'm a big fan of Lady Sif. I think that'll uh, maybe they might kind of do like a little love triangle, love triangle action there a little bit. What do you think? I think if Thor picks Jane, he's fucking up. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. James Gunn also tweeted in uh, his confirmation that he'll he'll be or has been consulting uh for the film on behalf of the guardians of the galaxy so that's happening all right i mean it's probably you know that's fine but also i would have fully trusted taika waititi to uh handle the guardians of the get james gunn and taika waititi are the two most like samey uh direct not not even like samey eccentric directors i guess yeah, they're very quippy, very quick, yeah. uh, witty type of, of humor. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to maybe some more uh, Taika humor with the Guardians of the Galaxy in, in this film. Yeah, is it? Have you seen, was it a rumor or confirmed that uh, Korg is going to play a bigger role in this movie? The rock monster seen... voiced by Taika Waititi. <laughs> I have not seen any, like, strong confirmations of that but i wouldn't be surprised because i mean they brought him back even for avengers endgame yeah i feel like he's such a fan favorite character i fucking love cork (laughs) yeah no he's awesome amen um (laughs) it's a freaky circle um all right a couple of little tidbits here from kevin feige this week our lord and savior um amen kevin feige uh spoke with ign i thought this was interesting um he said that while the MCU's phase four is about beginnings, 
and won't have an Avengers film in its lineup, more Avengers films will come, quote, at some point. So there's not going to be an Avengers movie in Phase 4. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's already... First of all, it's so crowded, and it's already... And it's crowded in a way that would be even... Like, the idea of, of putting characters like iron man and hulk and captain america in the same movie is crazy enough but imagine blade and miss marvel and (laughs) like what the fuck even would be happening in that movie so i absolutely understand that they need to take a little more time to try to warm people up to the idea that all of these characters are in fact going to be in the same universe it's getting crowded yeah crowded yeah well you know and at the same time too it's like you don't really need as many avengers movies anymore because if you think about like captain america civil war yeah it was basically an avengers movie but it wasn't right you know and so we have dr strange uh multiverse of madness like this has multiple characters in it all these like the thor movie has the guardians of the galaxy in it so they're all really becoming team-up movies at this point so there's not like that thirst for like i want to see everyone together you know yeah Uh, because you get that already no, for sure. And it seems like the uh, the actors trust the studio enough to, like, agree to shit like that. Where in the past, I right. feel like a lot of a lot of actors and actresses would have uh, maybe maybe balked at like that kind of a deal. Of, I was like, going to use that exact word. Actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you can have a movie, but then uh, we need you to do like four minutes in like three other movies. But right. I feel like for the opportunity to be an MCU superhero at this point in the year 2021, I feel like any actor would be like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's fucking right. do this. Give yeah, me your MCU like... steroids. I'm going to get fucking ripped. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have a great time for the next five to ten years. It seemed like the first phase and maybe a little bit of the second phase of the MCU, you would hear a lot more about actors' contracts Oh, and this person agreed to be in another movie, whereas now you could tell that the landscape in Hollywood, at least for Marvel Studios, has changed in that it's it's understood that when you're taking the gig, there's going to be that flexibility where we need you here. We need you here for a little bit. This part might be a little bit more. And so it's not so rigid in, in how the contracts are written, it seems. Indeed. All right. Another one which I, I thought was really interesting because I connected some dots this week. So we have Eternals that's supposed to come out uh, in at the uh, end of the year. And the director for that film is Chloe Zhao. And Kevin Feige uh, said this week that Chloe Zhao's pitch for the Eternals is, quote, the best he'd ever heard. And then he went on to say Eternals is a very big, sweeping, multi-millennial spanning story. And she just got it. And I didn't realize until this week that uh, Chloe Zhao also directed the film Nomad, uh, Nomadland, which is starring Frances McDormand. And that is like at the top of everyone's list this year to win Best Picture at the Oscars, uh, which is really, really good hype for Kevin Feige for Marvel Studios that, you know, this director that's able to make these really like personal films um, that critics love, like was really on board was pitching this Marvel story. And so that's, that's only good news from my perspective for the MCU. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I have never heard of that movie. Um, I got, maybe it's just cause I'm a pessimistic person, but when I read that news, I was you? like, yeah, what? Uh, when I read news, I was like, one, that's bullshit. That's just a thing that like they have to say. It's like, oh, it's the, it's the best pitch I've ever heard. Okay, Kevin. Two, 
Uh, How dare you speak ill of the Lord like that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, touche. But uh, but no, too. Uh, it gave me weird vibes, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like the way it's like, oh, it's this spanning movie, and it's gonna have everything anybody's ever wanted. It's the best pitch I've ever heard with this all-star director. And in my mind, that's telling me this movie's gonna suck. Oh my gosh. Not not to be a pessimist, he starts this off. I didn't say not to be a pessimist. I said maybe it's because I am a pessimist. I would never deny it. Maybe it's because I'm a racist, but man, <laughs> I can't stand blank. All right, we'll, we'll move on. We'll get Eric out of the rut here. Um, there was there was a lot of interviews that came out in the last week or so with Jack Schaefer, who is the uh, uh, showrunner, creator of WandaVision. Lots of people asking questions, and, and she's trying to creatively dodge every single one of them because you can't say anything. Um, yeah, what a weird hint. move to put her on a press tour in the middle of... Right. That doesn't make any sense. To me. You need to do press, but you can't say a damn yeah, thing. Yeah, that doesn't um, make any sense. Yeah. And you, you could even see, I read some of the transcripts of the interviews and it's just like, at some point you can't bullshit anymore. You just be like, I can't really say anything. Yeah. You know, that just started coming up a lot, but it seems like we will get at least one after credit scene, maybe in the finale of the season, but there could be more. Um, but it seems like we will get one, you know, which is obviously a, a huge tradition with the MCU. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, but I just think it's probably going to be a trailer for, like, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, really? I think it's going to be a scene from something. I don't know. It, it, it seems like be. they're I so mean, deliberate now. It might be. I hope so. Um, I just, I guess the reason something... I think that is because I feel like the way they might do it is, like, the movie after credit scenes is, like, for the next movie. I feel like maybe the mm-hmm. show after credit scenes would be, like, for the next show. I would love to see something tie into maybe the Doctor Strange film that she'll be in. Yeah, but, true. Ooh, yeah. yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. That's Who knows though? Who knows? It could absolutely be something related to Falcon and the Winter Soldier since that'll be coming up. But um, it's just good to know that we'll get something, which is nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last bit for today. I thought this was kind of funny. You can now buy the Strucker watch uh, <laughs> from the second episode of WandaVision from Hot Topic for twenty dollars. So, uh, so how many Eric's have you pre-ordered? <laughs> oh, no. Eric's definitely going to get me one of these for uh, my birthday this year. I know that. Wow. All right. You know, you got you got six months to plan, um, you know, and so set aside twenty dollars. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm going to start save saving up. now. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to put some money into Dogecoin. Yeah. Yeah. Hit Dogecoin. Uh, you can use your winnings from GameStop <laughs> or GameStop. 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 That's what it, that's, you know, that's the short version. Yep. They're just GameStop now. They don't <laughs> yeah, sell pretty video much. games, just their just own stock. stock. Pretty yep. much. All right. Anything else for news from either of you guys before we move on to WandaVision? Yeah. So, so I uh, texted you, Tom, earlier this week and I was like, hey, do you mind if I start bringing some like Star Wars news to the to the news section? Just yeah, uh, I'm glad you reminded me because I completely forgot. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing is I texted you that because the week prior to this week, there's a shitload of Star Wars news this week. Not a single thing in in Star Wars news happened. So, oh my God. but I, but I do want to bring up uh, just because I'm so excited about this. The fact that EA no longer has the rights to Star Wars games, the exclusive rights to Star Wars. Thank games. goodness. Yeah. Because right? EA is, is all good news. a trash uh, bullshit company that shouldn't exist. Um, so that's super exciting. And then 
<laughs> and then what I meant to type was uh, there's a Cassian Andor series that is being shot right now. That's probably going to suck because that character is nothing. But you hated that show. Man. You yeah. hated that show. But I typed casual Andor series, which to me seems way more exciting. So maybe we should do like voiceover parodies of that show when it comes out and call it casual Andor. I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Let's do it. I'm just imagining them like dressed up in like jeans and like a jacket because to me that's what casual means. <laughs> yeah, casual Andor, but just sitting next there to like go. a uh, like a plushie of a Star Wars alien. Yeah, that's... there you go. Oh yeah, perfect. It's just casual. Like holding it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine? He's like just chilling. We don't have just to chilling. imagine. Yep. It's happening. We're, we'll start a YouTube oh. channel. <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Yep. Can't wait! I still need to finish Mandalorian at some point, probably, before that happens. What the fuck? But I'll, I'll yeah, finish that shit. What do you got? Like two episodes left? I have probably like maybe th- three or four. I don't know. It's just not as compelling as Wandavision for you me. You so. are high off your ass, dude. Let's just I mean, let's fucking move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm pissed. Get oh me God, out of this section. <laughs> it's it's not it's not difficult to really rile uh, Eric up into a lather here, but uh, all right, let's get to our discussion for weeks. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, we are talking this week about episode four of WandaVision. Um, oh my gosh, did you just emote at me on Skype? Oh my god, what I is missed it? it? What is it? Nineteen ninety seven. See a gigantic emoji on my screen. Oh. All right, we're talking about episode four, titled "We Interrupt This Program," aka. Finally, Eric won't complain the entire episode. Um, Maybe. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see. Um, And so this is the first episode out of nine uh, that we're not just watching an entire uh, episode of a a decade-style sitcom. So we saw a 50s episode, a 60s episode, a 70s episode. This week, I didn't know what was going to happen. A lot of people were expecting kind of like a full house-ish, kind of 80s kind of thing. But we, we saw no sitcom this week. This was all outside of the WandaVision in quotes um, shows. And so basically uh, the whole series kind of revolves around Monica Rambo and how she ends up in uh, the town of Westview. And we'll go through it piece by piece and kind of jump around a little bit. But the, the high level is, yeah, Monica Rambo goes inside of Westview and then gets thrown back out. And we get to see all, all around that and in between it. And so I want to start this week off actually with the beginning because – I started watching this show, this episode, okay, and you started hearing sound clips from Captain Marvel, the movie Captain Marvel, of Monica Rambo, Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening right now? And then I see Monica Rambo sitting in that chair, and I thought she had superpowers or something, and she was, like, manipulating matter, and I was like, oh, wow, she has superpowers. <laughs> and then I realized that we were seeing the reverse blip happen yeah. in the MCU, and holy fuck, like my brain exploded. I thought that was the coolest, freakiest scene. One of the like top 10 scenes in the MCU because you're in this hospital and she gets reverse blipped. She comes back after Hulk snaps the Infinity Gauntlet and this entire hospital is just people are reverse blipping, coming back to life. And it just is crazy. It's chaotic. And I just thought it was so cool to see. Agreed. Yeah, I was... Uh... As soon as it started out and it was in an aspect ratio from this century, I was like, oh let's God. fucking go. I am so ready for this. And uh, yeah, no, I, I like that first scene a lot. I 
I so I, I very related brief aside, but my mom is also watching this series and she hey mom she she enjoys the marvel stuff enough but she's not like she hasn't seen every movie and in fact i know she hasn't seen infinity war or endgame but so i was watching this scene and my first immediate thought was i was like people who haven't seen the movies are going to have absolutely no fucking clue what is happening here and right. as the series went on they never really bothered to like explain it. And I don't like part of me is a part of me respects that. Cause it's like, look, you're, if you're in your, you gotta be fucking in. But it's like, did you not see the, the highest grossing film of all time in yeah, history? Yeah. But a lot of people didn't though. And a well, lot of people you know, live a better life. <laughs> I guess man. Program. But like, no, I mean, no, you're right though. Like you can't, you can't really go into this show and get the most out of it blind. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, you, I, I'm sure you can still get something out of it. You understand that someone disappeared, but like the whole context of, of like, why are all these people magically appearing in a really fucked up way in this hospital? Like, I, I suppose maybe that's, that's Marvel studios job of like saying you can enjoy the show. You won't get the most out of it, but we're going to make you want to watch the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They said like the tiniest bit. She was like, "You've been gone for three years," and that like tells you something happened, but it doesn't tell right, you what. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, I I didn't even think about it from that perspective because obviously we're nerds about this. We've seen all these <laughs> right. Movies, like, it's like, oh, times, I know. Exa- right? We knew what was happening. Like the set. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. a lot. I I just kept thinking about like, whoa, that's interesting. But I do think it does kind of encourage me that um, one, it gives me encouragement that. I don't think they're going to be scared with the multiverse shit. And I think they're just going to go absolutely balls to the wall with it because if they, this to me proved this whole episode. And then in retrospect, after this episode, the last three episodes Mm -hmm. proved to me that like, they're fully like, they're not going to do too much hand holding. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really respect that because I feel like there's a lot of times where, uh, studios feel like they need to spoon feed the audience and stuff like that. And I like it when when you create a little more like amb- ambiguity. You really make people maybe ask some questions. I don't want to go to a movie and like fully understand everything because I want to maybe like maybe I look up some stuff and then I watch it again. And I appreciate it more. You know, like it's just like you shouldn't understand absolutely everything the first time. You should you should want to ask questions and maybe watch it again and get more out of it later viewings. Um, even if you don't realize it the first time you watch it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I you... disagree with you there. But a hundred percent, I could tell. <laughs> but Eric uh, hates watching movies again. Yeah, no, that that's true. I mean, I can I can probably name on one hand the amount of movies I've seen more than one time. But uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just because you're obsessed with movies. Yeah, I it's am. Like, obsessed yeah, with you're movies. you're a, you're a movie person. But so like, I totally no, I get people. it. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, I'm just for anyone listening, I'm like a huge movie buff. And like, I'll even, you know, I was showing Amelia a movie like a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I've seen this movie like 50 times. And I noticed like 10 things in it that I never <laughs> had before. And like, I love shit like that. You're just like, oh, yeah, like they said that. Oh, that's happening there. And so I, I'll, I mean, I saw Captain Marvel six times in the theater. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a maniac. I'm but a maniac. It was, was it because we had the subtitles on? 
it, that had part of it. You like you start hearing some things or you know reading things. You're like, oh, I didn't realize they were saying exactly that. You know, um, Amelia's deaf for the audience. <laughs> if uh, you didn't know that, and so <laughs> I just like watching things with subtitles. Same, What's the problem? Same. I never You're watch either. anything without subtitles ever. Oh my god! Oh right? My no, some people are subtitle people, and some people just aren't. But like. We, I'm a subtitle person, yeah. you know, like floor people, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah, I do like sitting on the floor. I just, I'll just go sit on the floor, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, so yeah, we have subtitles going live on this podcast so that you can understand what's happening <laughs> oh my God. here. Um, all right, let's get back to the podcast. Um, so you know, another thought after I watch it, so I've seen this episode twice, um, as has Amelia. And <laughs> speaking of rewatching things. You know, like everyone's reappearing in this hospital. So like while Monica just reappeared from the hospital, like the Avengers are fighting Thanos right at that moment then pretty much. Is that because how Hulk, it, yeah, what's Hulk the... snaps everyone back and then they see the birds flying, right? And then Thanos appears right after that. And then the battle at the Avengers facility in upstate New York happens. So when everyone reappears, that's in the middle of the Thanos versus Avengers battle crazy what if you blipped back right there and then saw them fighting like <laughs> then immediately die yeah. again <laughs> yeah no seriously that i mean there that was, must have happened there were some people talking online that like maybe like when when the hulk uh uh snapped and brought everyone back that like he snapped in a way that like brought people back so that like if you're flying in a helicopter in the air that you wouldn't just appear in the air and then just immediately die you know there has to be some logistics of that yeah. otherwise there was just mass carnage and death uh, for certain people, <laughs> yeah. you know. Did you see all that part about them? Like, what happens to the babies that were in their mom's wombs during the blip? Like, did the baby make it back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh Could you imagine, God. like, you're not pregnant, and then, like, your belly is just like, <laughs> just, like, pregnant again? <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like a fucking Wait. horror scene. So, like, oh, when yeah. they were blipped, Christ. did they take into consideration the babies as people? Like, could a baby get blipped and not the mom? Oh, God. Oh, oh my God. God. That's the- it looks like our our phones are ringing off the hook here by uh you know conservative Christians. Uh, next, our sponsor, Planned Parenthood. Um, all right, so basically we find out that uh, it seems like it's kind of fucked up. So Monica Rambo's mother Maria had some sort of cancer. She had surgery, and then after surgery, uh, you know Monica like took a brief nap and then got snapped basically while she was napping. She comes back five years later to find out that her mother died three years prior, um, which is super fucked up. And uh, we also find out that she founded S.W.O.R.D., a.k.a. the Sentient Weapons Observation Response Division. Yeah. I was going to I don't know why I was just going to try to clarify her mom. But like anybody who's listening, you fucking know. So I don't know. (laughs) And if you don't, uh, Maria Rambo is a character played by Lashana Lynch in Captain Marvel, and she's known as Photon as well. Maria Photon Rambo. Oh, yeah. Um, and so between the 90s and now, she basically founded S.W.O.R.D. You know, in that movie, she's flying spaceships and shit. Um, and so I guess that's how S.W.O.R.D. starts. Um, we are then introduced. Uh, Monica basically comes back. She works for S.W.O.R.D. And she meets up with Swords director Tyler Hayward, who, big question mark on this guy. I don't know. I got some creepy vibes from him. I don't know. He just seems kind of dickish, but I just yeah. feel like some evil shit's going on there for just some reason. Uh, can I come in uh, with, hot with an early theory? I got, I got one too, but I want to hear yours first. That's Mephisto. 
What? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Okay. So it's worth noting. <laughs> so I, I read this on the internet somewhere. I can't remember who. It wasn't on Reddit. So, um, so his name's Tyler Hayward. I guess there was a guy on. I, I, I didn't remember the name, but I saw the episode on Agents of Shield named Brian Hayward, who was a member of like the Super Soldier program, and he basically tried to like kill Agent Coulson's Shield agents and stuff like that. But he ended up dying. So there could be a familial, you know, relation there, but. Hayward, how popular a name is that? But you think he's Mephisto. Why do you think that? I don't know. Just because he seems like he just gave me a kind of like too charming to like this guy's obviously a bad guy. And like, (laughs) I don't know. position right they were like, he's well, that was the only choice. Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, I guess we got to do this guy. It's pretty bad when like you're uh, basically you're. The, the head of the organization only got the job because no one else was around to get it. Right. Hmm. Weird. Sus. Um, so this is a theory that I thought of because, uh, you know, uh, Director Hayward and Monica Rambeau are talking on the way to his office, and they talk about how they had uh, manned space, space missions in, in uh, shuttles and whatnot and how all the recruits basically left and or were blipped when Thanos snapped, and so the program was pretty much uh, shut down. Calling it now, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. The Fantastic yep. Four are going to be sword astronaut trainer uh, trainees. Yeah, calling it right now. They're gonna their origin will be sword based. That's how it's going to happen. Hot theory. I think that's extremely likely. I think that is extremely likely. Everyone, write down the time. Eric and I agree. Five twelve. Uh, Saturday, January 30th, 2021. I was going to say that when you first said agreed at the very beginning of this, when we first started talking about it, but you know, <laughs> everyone agreed. I mean, I'm super, I want, I want fantastic four. I love fantastic four so much. Um, yeah, you got me to read right, yeah. a really good fantastic four run that I liked a lot. Uh, I think Jonathan Hickman, the fantastic Hick- four and FF both. If you ever want to read fantastic four and absolutely love it, Jonathan Hickman, fantastic four. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really like, good. I, I, I don't think you even need to be a comics person. It, like that dude just writes like very cinematic feeling comics. It's so good. Yeah, it was very so. self-contained for sure. All right. Um, do we want to keep going kind of in, in order? Or do we want to jump around a little bit? Um, the thing that I wanted to say about the hospital before we like left that, I didn't sure. know we were leaving that already. Yeah, yeah. But it, um, it kind of reminded me of like a reference to right now with COVID-19, you know, because she – like one of the nurses or something was like, we're at capacity, we're at capacity, blah, blah, blah. And all these people are just like in the hallways and, you know, just like laying on the stretchers in the hallway and stuff. And that was just like really like, I think, reference to our reality right now. Just like a fucked up, very fucked up uh, consistency with the life that we're living right now. <laughs> yeah. And they were just talking about how like when those people blipped, they weren't there for like their family members when they died and stuff. And that was like another reference, I think, to COVID-19 because Damn. when people were dying, when everything was shut down. Well, more than it is now, people couldn't see their family members or go see them in the hospital or even go to their funerals. So I think that was a kind of a little hint there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, production production was ongoing during COVID nineteen, um, and so yeah, that could absolutely have been influenced by it for sure. Yeah, I definitely got. Uh, I definitely immediately that perked up my ears when they said the at capacity thing too and i was mm-hmm. like oh man this is fucking <laughs> this is, this yeah is like gnarly. not something like we would typically say prior to this right right 
you like usually expect to hear at a hospital. Or sure. if you right. or like if that phrase was said in a movie, I would have never I would have forgotten it was said five seconds after. But like it's like now, no significant. Yeah, yeah, none. But like now it's like, well, which is is dumb because it should have always been significant. But it's just like as, um, you know, somebody who like I'm not I have no. Connection to the medical world, so like to me, it's like when you hear something like that in a movie right. prior to what's been going on, it's like, oh yeah, sure, at capacity, whatever that happens. But it's yeah, like, that's, a, that's something nurses say. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's like yeah, I'm sure nurses said that before. Yeah, it just holds so much more weight nowadays. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. So basically, you know, before we jump around, you know, to set it up, we see Captain. Monica Rambo of Sword meet up with FBI special agent James Wu, played by Randall Park, as last seen in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Who clearly has learned how to do his close up magic tricks as he presents his business card to Monica with like a little theatrical flip. Um, go watch Ant Man and the Wasp if you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, so she meets up with him in the town of Westview, New Jersey to investigate a missing persons case. Um, there we see the sheriffs claim that Westview is a town that doesn't exist. They're from Eastview, even though we're staring at a sign that says Westview. So they can't see it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like the people that live close to this town have some sort of something going on that, that they don't understand what Westview is and they don't want anything to do with it, have no knowledge of it. But people outside of that town, that area obviously aren't as affected. I feel like that part was that part made the least sense to me. Like, I feel like they didn't do a good job of explaining, explaining what it. their deal was and, and and not in a way that's supposed to make you like, I didn't feel like that was a thing where it's like, I should be curious about this. I just felt like it was a thing like, what are these guys in? Are these guys even in this town? Do they just like live? Like, do they go back and forth? Like, what's their what's their deal? Yeah, very strange. I kind of took it as like like where Westview was at is not um, is not where they lived. I feel like Eastview is a different town, but it's kind of like what uh, what uh, Agent Wu said is that he's like, can't you feel it? It doesn't want us to come in. You know, th those police officers, the sheriffs, they left. They did a U-turn. They never came close to entering into Westview. And then they just got out of there. And so maybe there's just some type of uh, spell or something, some manipulation going on that just like no one comes close to it. No one thinks about Westview. Westview doesn't exist, but the town does actually physically exist. They've been all just made to forget it. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of the more ambiguous parts of the episode that didn't really have any clarity to it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until the second time we watched it that I noticed that um, Rambo like talked about them saying like that doesn't exist. And she was like do we just see it because we don't live nearby? Right. Cause yeah, you, you know, on the, on the freeway, there was a sign pointing to Westview. We're staring at the town of Westview sign with the population. So clearly it seems to exist unless there's some type of spell or something making those signs appear, you know, what that doesn't seem likely. Um, so yeah, I, I guess strange. I kind of, I mean, it, it may not be likely, but, I guess I saw all of that as it was just an illusion. I didn't see that as like a real town. I thought that was like all an illusion, but I guess, I mean, as you're explaining it, I feel like I probably was wrong, but, 
but yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, it's it's kind of unclear. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's that was definitely one of the weirder parts. I agree with you, Eric. I, I was like, hmm, not sure what the explanation there is going to be, but they brought it up for a reason, I'm sure. Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, did they ever say who the person in witness protection was that was missing? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because they, they talk about that. Yeah. Um, what does he say? Uh, yeah, uh, James Wu, he's investigating a missing person's case. He says that they're part of the witness protection program. But then he contacted like the the witnesses' contacts, and no one seemed to know that they existed. Mm -hmm. And then that's the last we hear about witness yeah. protection program um, because then it becomes a, a town missing persons with a plural case. So I thought that was really strange too. Like why, 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 why mention that it's a witness protection program? Um, person. Person. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. I didn't really think too much about it, but now I feel like that's gotta be like someone significant. Right. <laughs> so right. maybe in connection to that, now we can start jumping around a little bit. We don't have to go in chronological order. Um, so we start to find out, while uh, while the sword and all the other government agencies that have built some like uh, government facility around uh, the border of the town of Westview are investigating, watching the WandaVision TV shows, um, they start identifying the characters in the show as real people. Um, so they have real names, they have IDs, they exist in real life. Um, and there's this big board they show, you know, it has Mr. Hart, Mrs. Hart, um, uh, what's the guy that Chris likes a whole bunch? Uh, I can't remember. Can't Herb? Remember his name. Herb. We got Herb. We got Dottie's husband. We don't see Dottie up on the board at all. And we see Agnes's file up on the board, but Agnes does not have an ID as being a real person like everyone else does. Oh, man. So we're starting to see some people that, okay, well, this person's suspicious. They're not even on the board. This person's suspicious because they can't find a real person to link up with this person. So Agnes is one of those big question mark people. Um, who needs to be in witness protection program? Who are they? Who are they being protected from? I think that's that's a big question we need to think about going forward. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I uh, I'll be interested to see. I I'm just I'm so sold on the fact. Chris sold it. Our our guest uh, last week. Chris sold me on it. With the whole Agatha Harkness thing, and then that sold me on the fact that Mephisto is is the villain here. Yeah, and I mean, then like as soon as husband... I saw, I think that's just because as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, "That's fucking Mephisto. Fuck that guy. I don't trust that guy." Well, yeah, all. and she's my husband looks better in the dark. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I that wasn't even fucking close to being on my yeah. radar, and Chris just smashed that right open. Yeah, that was huge. Um, I'm a hundred percent on board too. Um, super excited about it. Um. But yeah, this week we saw a lot of references to other Marvel movies, characters from them like James Wu. This this saw this episode saw the return of Darcy Lewis, yes! who's now Doctor Darcy Lewis. Doctor Darcy Lewis. I fucking I love, love when it. She corrects him. Yeah, when she <laughs> corrects him is awesome. We love strong female characters. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. No, Darcy's um, the shit, and I was super glad to see her come back. Yeah, and we can thank her for discovering what is WandaVision, the actual in-universe TV show that Wanda seems to be creating. As she notices uh, that there are longer wavelengths on top of what she calls CMBR, cosmic microwave background radiation, which at that point, uh, director Hayward of S.W.O.R.D. says, yeah, that's relic radiation dating back to the Big Bang, which made me think, what else dates back to the Big Bang? Boom, Infinity Stones. What's going on there? So oh. Wanda has this whole town, which is shaped as a hexagon, 
right? The town of Westview that that has a border around it is shaped like a hexagon. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and there's a bunch of radiation that is related back to the Big Bang. I think an infinity stone is somehow involved here. I don't know if she's somehow trying to repair the mind stones so that vision can can be brought back somehow. I don't know, but I think infinity stones are involved just based off that one comment. I am going to have to disagree with you there. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. I, I, had, I had a different... You knew this day would come. <laughs> <laughs> I had a different theory. I guess the reason... Let's hear it, man. I think... Honestly, I'll be pretty annoyed if it is an infinity stone i feel like they gotta leave those behind like we had we had the infinity stones we had the big finality finale and then the very next thing it's still another fucking infinity stone like is it gonna be infinity stones until the end of time with these goddamn movies so i hope it's not that but what i thought it was was do you think we can have vision without an infinity stone just quick question yeah yeah i do i do okay um but uh I thought when I heard that, my first thought was the Eternals. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So intrigued. This is intrigued. I am intrigued. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know how it would uh, either Eternals or uh, just more Fantastic Four fuckery. That kind of. uh, Do you not think the Eternals will not have any any sort of, you know, since it's a millennial spanning movie, I guess. I thought that that would have some Infinity Stone type of just, you know, something to do with it, I guess. I don't know. Didn't they create them or something? I don't know. The universe created them, I guess, but... Maybe, but, like, do you really want to see a whole nother phase with Infinity Stones? Like, are you not over it? They don't They don't have to be the center so of it. I just, like, the stones should always exist, right? They pop up in the comics from time to time. They exist. They're out there. You can't stop that, right? Yeah. And so maybe just like a little like, oh, boom, Infinity Stone. Boom. I just Ooh, think I, I agree, but I don't think that is the same as making them the MacGuffin for every single series or movie. That's fair. That's completely um, fair. But, you know. but here's where I would relent that, though. I'm fully in favor of making the Infinity Stones center stage if we do an Illuminati type of thing at some point. Ooh, then yeah. for sure. <laughs> why, why don't you explain that to, to folks that don't know what the fuck you're talking so about? So basically in Marvel Comics, the Illuminati is a group of, it's like a secret group of, um, I mean, depending on the era, it can be any number of heroes, but usually it's like uh, Cap, Doctor Strange, uh, Tony Stark, um, Namor, Black Panther, and... Uh, Black Bolt. Yeah, Black Bull that is in there every once in a Professor while. Professor X. Yeah, Professor X is in there every once in a while. When Mr. Fantastic as well. Yeah, and I think Beast takes Professor X's uh place sometimes. But anyways, the the yep. so they and these are all like in the context of the Marvel universe like outrageous uh super geniuses, so they feel like it's their job to uh even more so than the Avengers to protect the world and often they one of the ways they do that is they split up the infinity stones between them. And and yeah, that's, that would be awesome. Yeah. I would love to see that come to life in the MCU in some way. Um it just always creates really interesting stories and and they play a part in a lot of Jonathan Hickman's comics uh, for Fantastic 4 and the Avengers which we mentioned earlier. Um another thing that I just brought up there is that the town of Westview with the force field around it is a hexagon. Um, just some tidbits. I saw some comments online. Hexagon. Why a hexagon? Wanda performs hexes. There, there's okay. like a little reference there. Maybe a stretch. 
Uh, a hexagon has six sides. Six, 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 a.k.a. the devil, a.k.a. Mephisto. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's just a really nice shape that makes sense. Uh, you know? But there's also six infinity stones, god damn it. That's what I was oh, thinking. <laughs> god damn it. How did I not think of that? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we see a lot of explanations now in this episode for things that happened in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, the helicopter that uh, Wanda finds in full color is a uh, sword drone that was released by Monica Rambo before she got sucked into the town of Westview. Um, you know, why does it get turned into a toy helicopter? You know, they kind of reference this in the show. Maybe it's to fit the aesthetic, the production value of the show. Maybe it's to render it ineffective, maybe a little bit of both. You know, I think both of those explanations make sense. Um, but we also get an explanation for the beekeeper who is actually a sword agent in a hazmat suit um, I'm hooked onto a tether that is basically entering the town subterraneously. Um, and basically the moment he passes through the barrier, his hazmat suit turns into a beekeeper outfit and the tether connected to him turns into like an old school jump rope. So a lot of weird shit's going on. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also I, and maybe, I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, but maybe you had seen it after the fact, but there always was that same sword logo on that guy on the back of that guy's suit, even which I did not notice at the time. Um, right. Yeah. 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 That sword logo was popping up all over the place. And she still had the the sword necklace on too. So maybe it like transferred over as like a warning for her or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like some type of subconscious warning that she's not able to get rid of. The one thing that I thought was interesting though is, is, you know, once Monica is discovered in the previous episode, she gets thrown out of the town of Westview. What the fuck happened to the guy in the beekeeper outfit? I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, it's like she said no and ended that shit instantly. But what happened to him? He's still there. We haven't had any other breaches of the barrier, and that happened prior to Monica. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's still there somehow. Maybe something happened to him or she changed him somehow. We don't know. I think she probably just killed him. Creepy, oh, creepy bee man dark. you you kill a creepy bee man in the middle of the night coming up from the fucking sewer <laughs> so you don't mess yeah. around with that <laughs> oh my god hey can I, I think it's also worth sure yeah go for it no no go fin finish your thought because i was going to completely change directions here what i just wanted to say one more thing i noticed in this episode too is is there's a whiteboard that uh, agent Wu keeps writing on and he he's basically the audience at this point he's asking the same questions as the audience why is it a hexagon is vision alive you know is is wanda creating all this but in the corner you can barely tell that there is the word scrolls written on the whiteboard oh I saw that too. it's very very small but it's it's on that whiteboard so scrolls have entered the chat it's written under who would do this who would do this maybe the scrolls who knows oh. those shapeshifters i love that yeah i i miss that that's that's fucking awesome um, what I was going to ask is, do you have a sound bar? Yes. Does this show in particular, like, does the sound ever dip out on it for you just randomly? Not really. So like this is, and maybe somebody, <laughs> do you have a shitty sound bar, Eric? No, I mean, it's I've had it for I've <laughs> had it kidding. for years. And <laughs> that's weird. But, but what's especially weird is 
this only ever happens when I'm watching any episode of Family Guy on any like provider or with this show, WandaVision, where it'll be fine. And then the sound, it's almost like it's like hitting a peak and then compressing and it'll get Hmm. super low and then it'll slowly like build up. And I've Googled this every way I can think to Google it. And I cannot find I can find other people, particularly with Family Guy. For whatever hmm. reason, people are like, "Yeah, why does this? Sh- why does the sound like suck on my soundbar?" But I, if anybody knows the answer to this mystery, please email us or tweet us. Because <laughs> that's so strange. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember anything like that happening I, during any parts of this show. Either. I mean, it happens every like three or four minutes, so you definitely know. That's got to be like a hardware problem of some sort, I would think. Or maybe the way that the soundbar is processing the digital audio. I, th- I, I think know, that's, that's got to be because if it was a hardware problem, it would, it's fine with every other show, every video game, huh. everything. It's fine. It's just do you use uh, do you use a digital audio cable or what? How do you have it plugged in? Uh, I don't. It's one of those weird ones. It's like real small. Yeah. 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 That's digital. Yeah. Huh. That's so strange. I th- I don't think it's part of the show though. No, I, I know it's that. not part I... of the show, but I was wondering if you uh if if that was like a, a common thing, uh, but it's clearly just Disney me. actually analyzes what people say about WandaVision and then they they're like, "Okay, give him the shitty audio. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the good stuff anymore." I mean, they listen to your podcast and we're like, "Oh, one you don't out like of it? six Infinity Stones." Right. Fuck this guy. Well, it's been ha- like, you don't like our show? Well, fuck your sound. <laughs> well, it's been happening for every episode. I just kept I kept forgetting to bring it up, and this time I actually wow. made a note. So uh, so that is why I'm bringing it up now. That's so random. Yeah, it's super, it's super annoying. Because it'll be so, <laughs> like, loud, like, loud in a good way, and then it'll go down to almost nothing. Drives me crazy. Hmm. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to I want to move on. I want to go to basically the climax of this episode, mm, the um, horror moment, which is that I I, I, said, that? I would call it the horror moment, as there has been the horror in moment, every yeah. episode so far, which I is my favorite thing about this show so far. Absolutely. This show has done a good job of at, at moments making me feel a sense of dread, a sense of foreboding that like actual scary movies don't really make me feel. Um, and it's, I, I really like that. I think they do a good job, but basically the climax of this episode is we see the full scene of Wanda and Monica after she drops the U word Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aspect ratio changes, right? We see this whole scene and we, we start to see, uh, we start to see, uh, Wanda basically using her powers again, like we've seen in all the previous Avengers film, you know, like the red kind of glowy light, yeah. um, kind of thing. Oh, um, I got so and... stoked when I, that God, that, that was probably the first time in this series when I truly was like, okay, I finally like this now. Like, oh my, it this took that is long. Like... It took that long. Really? Yeah. You took the whole episode, the like, opening not even scene, the blip? Uh, yeah, no, the blip. You yeah. didn't like the blip. I, we can i was gonna talk about it more later it's like i liked everything about this episode i I liked this episode a lot but it just kind of served to one just the overall concept is so fucking lame to me i hate it so much like sitcoms god damn it it's so dumb (laughs) but uh but then the the fact that this episode was so good 
made me so mad about how bad the first three were. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're not even. All right, here, we'll let me be more fair. Let we... me be more fair. Not how bad, but why the tonal shift is so fucking drastic. And it's like, you couldn't have peppered in these things together. You, why'd you make people suffer through three episodes of nothing but old school, like sitcom style stuff to then get to this? Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. But overall, man, I want to, I want to suffer in Eric's, in Eric's reality. Cause it sounds fucking <laughs> great. Like it's a TV show too. So you only get like so much at a time. Yeah, I don't think we'd be able to fully understand the context of what life is like in Westview and what Wanda's doing without experiencing the show in like kind of like that real time, full immersion kind of sense, I guess. Hard, Eric's hard. Be really mad when they hard when they go back to a full episode of sitcom or whatever. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> die. I mean, I, yeah, I, if they ever do another full sitcom episode, I will truly be furious. There's no reason well, for get it. ready. There's no get reason ready. for it. Okay, so. We're watching the full conversation between Wanda and Monica. She starts using her power. She gets that crazy psychopathic look in her face. And uh, she basically says, well, you wouldn't know you wouldn't know who Ultron was if you belonged here and you were part of the town. And at this point, she literally throws Monica through the fourth wall, which is, a, you know, like a term that they use in, in movies and TV when someone in a show addresses the audience. You're breaking the fourth wall because she throws her through two two of the house walls a fence and then the energy field so she is literally throwing her through the fourth wall and outside of of westview and the scene is just like very tense it's uh it's very kind of just it's all at you at once um and that's when we see vision come in just like he did in the previous episode asks her where geraldine went and at this point he we get a we get a flash of his face and he's fucking dead fucking dead just just as we last saw him the infinity stone the mind stone has been ripped out of his head by thanos he's like gray half of his head is missing and it is fucking terrifying <laughs> i jumped yeah. both times yeah. <laughs> you did it is fucking terrifying and we only see it for for that second and then like once more and then when it cuts back to him uh he's all normal so i guess my question to both of you is is vision dead and she is just manipulating him or is this like a PTSD response now that she's remembering reality? He's dead. <laughs> He's for sure dead. He's for one yeah. a million percent dead. So both you guys are on the she's puppeting around a dead ass vision this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I think it's something like that. Cause like, it seems like, so this is my interpretation of this scene. She throws out, you know, Geraldine, she uses all of her powers. And during that, she's like, crying she looks scared she's like person has infiltrated my space and she kind of like loses control because she comes back and she's like what like looking herself she's like what what happened and then that's when vision comes in and he was like looks like himself because i think she like used too much of her power at that point and she's using all of her power to like manipulate this reality then when he comes in she like used some of that up you know so she lost control and she used up some of like the power that she's using to make him look like that. So that's why like he looks like that for a second. It kind of like cracked into the new reality she's creating mm -hmm. essentially. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very close to how I interpreted it as well. I just, that same kind of thing where for me, I just kind of thought she just like lost focus and right. just, just because she went, you know, she, she rightly was like, what the fuck is this? Get out of here. Like you're not supposed to be here. 
And then, you know, she's started uh, spiraling a little bit. And then Vision came in and I feel like she like saw him for what he was. And then she just like shut down again and made everything like the sitcom again. Right. Damn. I think I think you guys are 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 hitting the, the nail on the head here because Vision, this is probably, I think, the most important bit of dialogue in this entire episode. Vision says, hey, this is right after that scene. You know, he comes to comfort her. And he says, we don't have to stay here. We can go wherever we want. And Wanda says, no, we can't. This is our home. And Vision says, are you sure? And she just reply, she replies back, oh, don't worry, darling. I have everything under control. Yeah, but in this scene, do you think he's referencing the town? Like he thinks that this is like a town they're living in and they could go to like a different you know, area where she is like, no, this is like the reality we're living in. But he's just like in this town. We don't have to live in this town. Like so, our neighbors are kind of weird. Like we could move. If I think if your guys' theory is is on the right path, then she vision is a construct of her brain. And so this is her brain almost kind of rebelling against what she's done and saying, we don't have to stay here. You know, we can we can move on. We can go somewhere else. And she says, no, we can't. And it's just like, are you sure? Are you sure you can't go anywhere? And it's really, I think it's just, I think there's part of her that is really conflicted and maybe realizes how fucked up this is. But I think she is so broken and consumed by her power and what she's doing to try and just maintain stability where there is none that, you know, she's fighting against herself and, and trying to sort that out. Because I, I don't think Vision has any autonomy really at all. I think My it's question all about that, up. though, is like he has his own conversations with other people in this episode right and in other episodes that she doesn't know about so she doesn't know about the conversation he has with the neighbors about Geraldine and he comes back in and like oh where's Geraldine and she was like oh she left you know and she, but she doesn't know that he had that conversation with them so how does that work yeah that, that does make it's... me wonder as well but, yeah, uh, but that, I have a theory a... for that too but go ahead Tom yeah I was just gonna say uh, that that does make it definitely a little bit more difficult to understand but I I, I kind of will go back to even what I just said is it just like, you know, this, these are like cracks in her subconscious that are kind of peeking through, right? So she has so much power, um, you know, as a character, right? She's been able to like create this entire town, this TV show out of thin air. And so um, it's kind of like just like creating this entire world where like you're controlling things technically, but you don't have like very direct control over them. And so it, it might just be bits of her subconscious that's like peeking out. Or maybe she's trying to break free from something that someone else is doing to her, a.k.a. Mephisto mm -hmm. um, or any of these bad guys. Because I think part of this is Wanda's a broken person at this point in life. Uh, but I think there's also someone else manipulating the situation, too. My other question about this thing about her, like, animating Vision's body is how is no one concerned that Vision's body is missing? Like, how does Sword not know that his body is just, like, gone you know, like, how do they not have tabs on his body? Like, that you know is a saying? great That's a good question. question. Yeah, because they like, how does nobody like where's Vision's body? Like, because the way they were talking about it was like, isn't he dead? Like, shouldn't you fucking know? <laughs> like, right. he's like one of the most advanced pieces of technology to ever exist. <laughs> I'm like also wondering, yeah. like, maybe um, like. Huh. Yeah, that's a good. I'm that's a really good point. Like, they should. They should probably know. Like, it seems like they'd have it somewhere, like locked up or something, you know. Yeah, unless Wanda just scooped it immediately off screen after after Endgame. 
and and so I'm really confused about the timeline now because Wanda was fighting against Thanos when the hospital thing happened. So oh no, it's been three weeks. I believe it's been three weeks between Monica Rambo getting reverse blipped and her going back to Sword. Right. So it's been three weeks since Thanos has been defeated. So she has had three weeks to finish the battle against Thanos, and then this all starts happening. Okay. Hmm. I'm just trying to like think of like the timeline. Like when did Wanda start doing this, or how did Wanda start, like get here? It hasn't been that much time since we've last seen her in the film. It's only been weeks. Yeah. So I um, think so. Here was my theory. I think that uh, again, I'm fully committed to Mephisto being in this. I feel like uh, maybe she hit up Doctor Strange to help her seek him out to help her find a way to like live with vision. Hmm. And I feel like they're uh, they'll almost end up being like working together kind of. That's mm-hmm. my theory. Yeah. Nothing like literally going to the gates of hell and trying to find the devil to try and find uh, a way to bring your love love of your life back. Hell yeah. Sounds like something a witch would do. Oh, there you very go. True. There we go. So, I have another question kind of um do you think Wanda's Wanda's controller, whoever's controlling the town of Westview, is kind of getting stronger, right? Like, we don't know why this is a sitcom. It's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, we start off in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, but it starts off old-fashioned, low quality, but it's been progressing. It's been going through time quickly, and I'm wondering if that is a sign of Wanda or whoever else is controlling all this getting more powerful, having more control, because... Things aren't so old-fashioned, old-school anymore. This keeps getting better. It keeps progressing. Uh, I just think it's a narrative device. <laughs> I for some, I knew you were going to say that. I was literally going to say, or is it just a narrative device? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very much possible. Well, they like don't they reference that when they're watching it? When um, they first start watching it, they're like, why can't it just be for entertainment, you know? Yeah, no, it very well could be. And that that's probably some like very meta commentary. That's actually a really good point. Um, I'm not sure if we, I don't think we really mentioned this, but we do get a hundred percent confirmation that, that agent Wu is the voice trying to talk to Wanda. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, and it seems like that was a hundred percent unsuccessful simply because Wanda is censoring the broadcast. You know, we, as people watching WandaVision, the episodes in universe saw what happened there. Um, but the scientists outside basically just bloop cuts off, you know, on, on the parts that she doesn't want them to see, and then it continues onward. Also, why did she not tell Wu what happened when he was trying to talk to her? I was wondering that when we were watching it. She's just like, oh, nothing, when he asked her what happened. Hmm. I don't You're talking about Darcy? Darcy says nothing? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he asks her what happened, when he tries to talk to her, like through the radio she was like so i think from her point of view you see wanda looking kind of confused for like a second or two but then it just immediately cuts off and it's just the credits yeah but she didn't tell him what happened but that's for what true reason. yeah it's definitely it's definitely a question mark there's there's some some weird shit going on there and it's not quite clear exactly what everyone's seeing indeed um another thing that i thought was interesting and this goes back to the conversation between monica and wanda um if all these people in town for the most part are real people, it seems that Wanda must have wiped some of their memory at least uh, since she says that no, there's no reason why Monica should know about Ultron if she belongs in town. 
And so although we've had the conversation with Herb and Agnes about, well, maybe it's because we're all blank, it seems like, based on what Wanda said, they would have no knowledge of the Avengers or Ultron or anything like that. Um, so while they may be puppets, it seems like maybe they don't know everything that they once did. It just seems like there's something going on that would that would make them not remember. Yeah, I agree. I don't think any of them are necessarily uh, remembering any part of their past lives. That's the impression I got. Because, I mean, they're even using different names, right? So I feel like they're all right, right. Uh, acting at a part. I, I don't think that they are. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they. Sh- it seems to me like they like full memory wipe for everyone. It's interesting. I, I really I'm really curious to see what what Herb wanted to say they all were. That's what's really throwing me for a loop. He's like, well, it's because we're all blank yeah and it's like are they dead what what's happening and then how does you know rambo just randomly like pop into reality for a second and then yeah because it seems like you know we see her when she first starts talking and the scientists are watching and she's like those pants are peachy keen Hmm. it it does fully seem like monica when she when she enters westview has no recollection of who she is who she was anything that happened until the conversation with Pietro comes up and that kind of gets that ball rolling. She starts remembering, Oh my God, Ultron, Ultron killed your brother. And all these pieces start coming back together. And so I wonder if it's just the same case with everyone in town and that, you know, they have no recollection and maybe something might spark them to remember. But as, as of now, they have no recollection of anything. And also why does she try to cover it up when she says that she's like, Oh, I'm just your neighbor. Why doesn't she be like, Oh, you know, I'm Rambo. I, I'm what is happening. Why am I in your force field? What's going on? She doesn't ask her anything. She's just like trying to cover it up afterwards. I thought that was weird. Yeah. I mean, there's so many questions, so many questions I'm excited about. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so after the conversation with Wanda and Vision, they sit down to watch TV. And, and, and some of the last words we hear in this show is Monica appears outside the barrier and she just says, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. And then we start getting a music intro into the song Voodoo Child by Jimmy Yeah. And I think the voodoo child there is Vision. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, for sure. That's by far, um, I mean, it's like, you know, Iron Man has the sick theme song. I feel like Voodoo Child has, uh, I I agree, I think in the context of the show, the voodoo child is Vision, but that needs to be Scarlet Witch's, uh, like, theme song. They need to play that when Scarlet Witch makes a big appearance in the next like Avengers movie or something for sure. The music, the music in the show has been really good. You know, we had the monkeys last week with daydream believer. They've just done a good job of kind of tying in very good, uh, um, songs from the era that, that just really fit with the vibe that's going on. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of older music, but I agree. It fits the, uh, the aesthetic for sure. Well, not everyone's perfect, but uh, um, Eric, so I, I think it, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring me down a peg. I need to. Um, so I want to hear Eric kind of just your overall thoughts on this episode. Just, you know, what were your feelings now that we've kind of talked through a lot of the big heavy stuff? What did you think? What did you like? What did you not like overall opinion? Yeah. So I think I like, I overall liked it. Um, but 
so particularly at the part where they were trying to just like they were in the lab and uh, it was Darcy and Agent Wu and uh they were talking about like Doctor 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 yeah. Lewis and Agent Wu. Is Agent Wu even still an agent anymore? Is he like a lieutenant or something now? No, he's an yeah, he's still an agent okay. of the FBI. Um Well, when they're talking about like the the uh, the conceit and it's just like like it's a sitcom. It's just like I don't know. I just hate it so much. Like the the concept is so laughable. Why? There's nothing they will be able to say to make that concept not idiotic. Other than the fact we just wanted to do it because for we wanted to do it for the show, it, which I get. But I just hate it so much. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, maybe they'll explain it. We don't know. Yeah, yet. yeah. We might get some explanation. I mean, they it. might try. But it's not. I. I don't. I mean, maybe Wanda will explain it later. Who knows? Such a hater. Such a hater. But I even, love it for one. I'm just like I'm that. just preparing myself for like because I think you might be right, Amelia. They might try to have like Wanda explain it. But I am gonna be so annoyed if it's like, well, I just loved watching all these shows when I was little, and it's my comfort food. It's like, ah. I can just see that coming, and I'm going to hate it so fucking much. Like, There's no way that a witch likes watching TV. I don't know. Maybe there was, like, nothing to do when, uh, when she was, like, five <laughs> years old in Sokovia. Maybe they... Like, Maybe they only got reruns yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. And I'm just, like, preparing myself, and it's, like... And, and, and so I would understand... Here's what I'm preparing myself for. I would understand wanting to set up a reality for yourself that is like those shows. What I don't understand is taking the effort to broadcast it out to the entire world as old sitcoms. That so, will okay, never make sense. Nothing they can what say. What about theory time? I just thought of something. What if someone's doing this to Wanda and that's her way of of letting people know that it's happening? Idiotic. There's a there's a million times you're I'm crazy. not saying that's You're an idiotic crazy. theory. I'm I'm saying that would be an idiotic explanation. I would hate that so much. Just like the oh only gosh. way no she can think, it. I know how to save us. I'll broadcast our situation as a 50s TV show. <laughs> I would hate that so much. This just in, Eric will never be satisfied. I was plenty <laughs> satisfied with this episode was fine. And if then as long as was they don't fine. It was good. It was good. But it, but I just as long as they don't go, they just have to split it. They can't do a full episode with a sitcom yeah, style again. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think I, I think now it seems like now that they've established what the TV show is like, like in universe and now that they had this episode, I feel like they they definitely won't go back to just a full sitcom episode, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they will for a couple episodes. I don't know. I would be surprised though, if they didn't split it up at least like 75, 25 or, or more than that. I'd be um, fine. That's with what that. the fans. Want, I'd be fine with right? that. I just, I wish they would have done that. The first, like, I, like I said earlier, it's just like this episode just made me annoyed at the, in my opinion, the wasted potential of the first three episodes because they could have done that all in one third the time, for me. So I'll 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 stand by what I said previously. I I genuinely think at least for two episodes, you needed to have a full sitcom episode so that you could understand the gravity of which this is happening in a TV show. 
Um, though I, I definitely sympathize with what you're saying. Um, like for you and some other fans, like it might not be your thing. I was all about it, but like clearly that is like a case by case basis because the internet is split on this whole <laughs> thing. And so some people like it, some people can't stand it. And so it's like, I totally get that. I'm, I'm hopeful now that it'll be a splittable so that everyone kind of gets a taste of what they're looking for. Yeah. Agreed. You got to do it. WandaVision. You've got to do so, it. So I don't know about you guys, but was this the fastest like 30 minutes of your entire life? Because it, this episode is just like, boom, like it starts, you're in it, everything's happening. And then it was just like over. It I'm was sorry. crazy. Otto is attacking Oh you my right gosh. Now. Otto, um, hold on. Quick pause. <laughs> okay, Otto, go lay down. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. Um, when we were watching it, especially the first time, as soon as it was done, I was like, it's already over. Like, I got to understand. I don't know. I was sucked in, but they were sucked in when they're watching it too. Okay. Now I'm getting excited. Good thing. We adjusted my mic. Um, they were sucked in when they were watching it, you know? And Darcy was like, sorry, Dr. Lewis was like twins. Oh, what a twist. You know, like, I don't, is it like a, is it supposed to be like that? Is she like drawing you in? Is that why she got sucked into the force field at first? Cause why'd she touch it again? You know, I was thinking that she was like, she touches it. It's a force field. Okay, cool. You know, it's a force field. Why are you touching it again? And then getting sucked in. So is it like, is hmm. it something that's happening that's drawing people into this? I don't know. That's a good point, though. Yeah, she's, like, getting invested into it. Is it somehow manipulating people mentally somehow? That's yeah. interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah I, I, yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, clearly it's messing with people in the sense of, like, stay away from this place. But, uh... Why am I hearing something? I'm hearing, like, a low level, like, something's playing. Like a video or something. I mean, I hear that too. I can't. Nothing on my end. I'm, <laughs> you don't have anything playing. No. Also, I'm not cutting any of this out. What the heck? <laughs> I hear like something talking in the back, like a yeah. commercial. I swear to God, it's not on my end. <laughs> it's WandaVision peeking through. Yeah, seriously. All right, are we ready to rate this episode? Yes. Is any last thoughts? None for me. I'm literally hearing a car dealership commercial. <laughs> Did you pull up? Yeah, I can hear it. On my... It's probably in your browser, dude. <laughs> no, I got nothing, man. Nothing? I got nothing up. Yeah. Wanda is broadcasting something onto this podcast. Wow. She's like, you guys are thinking about this too hard. Oh, my gosh. Is it the Hydra car dealership? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go through, uh, as we do on this podcast, we rate each episode out of six full Infinity Stones. So this week we will be rating episode four. And we start with our guest, Amelia. What would you rate this episode out of six whole Infinity Stones? Um, I don't know. I guess with everything in, into account, I want to give it like a four, five. Um, I know you that's choose. not, a, you know, that's choose. not a, an answer. Um, I'll give it a four because I liked everything that they um, – brought into this episode all the different like perspectives but some of the stuff i did okay so the why i'm giving it a four is because i didn't find as many like tiny little hidden things as the other episodes which i thought was more fun and with this one it was a lot more like in the open and i don't know that was my opinion it was more like fun finding all the easter eggs in the other ones but i really liked the episode as a whole so i like four out of six all right Let's jump over then. Eric, what are you giving this episode? You gave the last one a really bad score. 
I mean, you haven't been too kind to any of the episodes so okay, far. Okay, as opposed uh, to you, who everybody already knows this is miraculously going to be another six out of six from you. <laughs> Somehow. Jump to me, because this is a solid six, baby. Yeah. Six Infinity Stones. Un- like, un- I fucking love dude. this show. You have, your ratings have no credibility. Seven more times. <laughs> oh my goodness. Six. I love it. No, I also, I, I, I also give this a four. Four, four out of six, for sure. It's good. It's good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed this one front to back. I'm so distracted right now. <laughs> I hear the radio. Yeah. Oh my god. We're getting some some superimposed over the. Podcast. You can't hear it at all. Eric. No, it's all good. Okay, maybe that's good for us then. Um, I'm hearing literally like a full radio in the background of my episode. Mm-hmm. This is a great meta episode of the Infinity Watch podcast. Okay, yeah, no, just like just to defend myself a little bit, and then we'll move on. Like, I am so hyped for this show. I was so excited all week just to watch this episode, and after watching this episode, like I like the anticipation for next Friday is so fucking high. Like, I love this. I could watch it again and again and again, and I would just keep loving this episode. Like. I genuinely fucking I'm so excited to answer all these questions we've been asking. I'm just so excited to find out. I love like the reverse blip, seeing uh seeing Darcy, seeing Agent Wu, you know, learning about Sword, uh learning about Monica Rambo, you know, like all these things, they're so cool and it like just ties together all these little bits of the MCU so well. And so I I like eat that shit up. So I love it. It definitely answers a couple questions too that we had after like Infinity War and Endgame and all that and so that's helpful. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like it's filling in gaps. You know, I think that's why I love Captain Marvel as a film a lot, too, because, like, you know, it was based in the 90s and we get to see all these like things that happened in between the timelines that we hadn't hadn't seen yet. And you're just like, oh, wow, check that out. You know, I love like the little Easter eggs. I love the little shout outs. And this show is chock full of that shit. And so I just love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So high scores this week. High scores. That's good. Um, all right, before we move on to recommendations, uh, we're going to hit up some more fan mail that we got on our Twitter. If you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at infinity rewatch. Once again, at infinity rewatch. Um, so we got a tweet here from at clay scarface, maybe like a scarface kind of Batman reference. I don't know. I like it. Um, uh, they said listening to episode two, Laugh track lampshades some of the sinister stuff, in my opinion. And in parentheses, Doc says can't escape. Then there was a cued laugh. Also, Wanda lampshades the baby trope by saying how strong Tommy is. And so when I first read this, I was a little confused because I'm not used to people using lampshade as a verb. Um, And so lampshading is to intentionally call out something uh, basically that's improbable, incongruent, or kind of cliched. Um, which is used in, in comics and TV shows a whole bunch. And so basically uh, they're saying maybe the maybe the laugh track in the sitcom is really pointing attention to maybe some of the sinister stuff that's happening. And so when we hear a lot of laughter, maybe something fucked up is going on. So maybe something to look out for if you uh, rewatch episode two, episode three, anything like that. If you hear that laugh track, maybe it's trying to point attention to something. Though I think what Eric will say is, well, then everything's sinister because all you heard is the laugh track. Yeah, time. it's mostly pointing attention to the fact that it made me want to bash my head through a wall. But Could be that, too. Mm-hmm. But f- in this, fair. In uh, this episode, too, when he was like, can I get a visual on what's happening? And then all of a sudden, you know, cue laugh track. 
when she when uh Darcy pulls it up on the TV. Oh, I actually didn't Ooh, even notice yeah. it in this one. <laughs> I think that was the only time the laugh track was like interesting. There. I did not notice that. But he either. was like, he was like, give me a visual, damn it. And then it was like, ha ha ha. And then he was like, what's that? Ooh, that just points to Eric's Mephisto theory even more, I think. That's very interesting. I'm going to watch this again, too. I'm going to look out for some stuff like that. I've, I've, I've been rewatching the show like crazy uh, because it's way better than Mandalorian. Um, all right. Fucking God, Mo- Tom. <laughs> moving on. Um, let's let's do some recommendations. Eric, what do you got for us this week? What are you, what are you reading, watching, listening to? What do you got to recommend? OK, so um, this one is not going to be available to everyone, but it is a video game. It's a very short video game. It's more like a, I would call it more almost like a playable art piece. It's called Gree. Wow. It's spelled G-R-I-S. It's, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Gree. And like a French video game? Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, it's like, it's, it's super, I mean, it's like 15 bucks or less. So it's like that kind of game. It took me maybe like four or five hours to go through. It's kind of like, I guess it's a platformer, but like you can't die. Like there's no enemies or anything. Um, but it's more about the concept of the game is like you live in a world with no color, basically, and 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 you go through the world and you find these giant statues and unlock different colors throughout the world and just the uh, oh my God. <laughs> Otto loves this shit. game. Cue the barking. Yeah. Dude, I just Googled this, and the description for it on Nintendo's website is crazy. Can I read it? Yeah, please, yeah, please do. It says, Gree is a hopeful young girl lost in her own world, dealing with a painful experience in her life. Her journey through sorrow is manifested in her dress, which grants new abilities to better navigate, it, better navigate her faded reality. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I I think it overstates the Metroidvania-ness of it a little bit in that description. Uh, there are a few things that I guess you unlock to get to new areas, but it's not, I mean, this is not, this is the most casual of casual games. Like, there's no, hmm. you just go through it. And, but, like, I, like it, I f- absolutely loved it. It's so beautiful. The soundtrack is unbelievable. The visuals. So I was playing it on a, um, a, a you know, biggish screen 4K TV, which is like definitely if you have the ability to play this game in 4K, play it in 4K and also go to the graphics and make sure it's set to 4K because it is the I mean, everything looks like hand drawn and or like watercolor. And That's it's cool. just like a God, beautiful game. I was such a huge fan. So, yeah, I highly recommend the game Gree G R I S. Awesome, that's that's super. I'll have to look at. I'll, I might just pull up some videos of this and just check. I'm yeah, it's I would super like good. to see the art of that. It sounds really cool. Yeah. All right, Mia. Anything you'd like to recommend to the fans this week? So I want to recommend another Netflix show for you guys to watch in between for waiting for these uh, episodes to come out. And it's the show Ratchet. And if you are into these like psychological things, kind of like what this is, show has been reminding me of, it's about Nurse Ratchet, you know, working in a psych hospital in like back in the day. And so they're showing you like what they used to do to treat people. And it's just like crazy. And they like 
perform like lobotomies and all that stuff. So it kind of like reminded me of this with all the mind stuff going on. So that's a really good show if you're into like psychology or anything to do with the mind. It's really good. Good. Um, so that show, show is a prequel to the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It yeah? is. Okay. Oh, okay. No way. Nice. So that's the name of that's the name of like the crazy nurse in that movie. I've yep. only seen that nurse movie Ratchet. once yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, it's a really good show. Very interesting. That's on Netflix. Super cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. All right. Um, so for this week, I'm going to stick with the comic theme, uh, kind of relating to what we've been watching and maybe trying to enhance your experience if you'd like. Um, and this, you don't have to have read comics to really get into this, and you you absolutely can have read comics if you want to. But I highly suggest reading. <laughs> no, the book. you're not allowed. <laughs> oh my gosh, no gatekeeping, no gatekeeping. Um, so I would suggest picking up the book. It's it's one book. It's only I think like six issues or so. It's called House of M, by Brian Michael Bendis. So this is a comic that came out in 2005, and oh, it's eight issues. I'm I'm reading now. And it basically uh, it follows a lot of stuff that was happening in the Marvel universe universe at the time. But the main storyline is that Scarlet Witch, who is Wanda, she basically has a mental breakdown and she tries to alter the fabric of reality to create her lost children. So it sounds a little familiar here. And so she basically kind of goes a little bit crazy and starts manipulating reality and and sometimes messing things up, messing with time. And it just has a lot of um, a lot of things that are similar to what we're seeing here, just kind of like the Vision comic I mentioned previously. So if you want to dip your foot into the into the comic universe, you know you might not understand everything at first, but I think once you kind of read the comic as a whole, you start to pick things up. And I think that's a really good way if if you're enjoying this and maybe want to try comics to read something similar. Um, and on top of that, I think if you read it, you'll maybe see where some influence came from, or maybe you might see something that might influence the show later on, um, since this involves her children as well. Um, on top of that too, just, uh, Amelia and I have actually been going back and watching some of the MCU movies that influence this or, or have content from it. So we, we went back and we watched age of Ultron, which was great after I had recommended it on the past podcast as well. Um, but I think after this episode, 100% watch Captain Marvel. You get that Monica and Maria Rambo um, tie in there. And uh, also, I think next after that, 100% watch Captain America Civil War. Um, because you kind of see uh, Wanda and Vision interacting as a couple. Whoa, what happened there? <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. I just realized that you guys are coming through my speakers again. Oh my god! Because my shit—it's just uh—it's inter- interface bullshit, just like you're dealing with, just today, of a different variety. Today has been a bad audio day mm-hmm. for both of us, yes. back yeah. and forth. But I'm not um, cutting any of that out, so please continue. <laughs> so yeah, no, I just like Civil War. We see Vision and Scarlet Witch kind of as a couple for the first time. And so I just think those interactions are, are are really important and you get to see some more background on Wanda and some of her first promo, you know, with Hydra and with Lagos. And so 100% recommend that. Cue Love it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Any last words before we close out the podcast today? Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck the billionaires <laughs> of the world. You oh can my all gosh, eat my asshole. Mm-hmm. fuck like every that, single you? yeah fuck every oh single one of them eat the rich fuck you robin hood Pretty much. Suck there we it. go 
Someone's going to get to the end of this podcast and be like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and fuck Twitter, too, because they banned me for essentially saying that on Twitter. You got banned from Twitter? Oh yeah. I, thought, I figured that was hard to do since they took too, so long to ban the last president. No. Well, I, uh, I and maybe I'll like bleep. I mean, to be fair, I told the Robin Hood guy, I hope he which you you're, you're well, not allowed yeah. you're not allowed to do but uh <laughs> but yeah but i thought it was bullshit all right Anyways, uh, that's how we're I got, gonna, yeah i got two things to say before we finish <laughs> oh i thought uh, that was gonna be the last thing all right <laughs> right now in the background uh my mixer is picking up radio frequencies and in the air tonight by phil collins is on what a fucking jam oh yeah um <laughs> And we will see you next week to talk about episode five of WandaVision, which will hopefully be just as good, if not better than this week. Thanks for listening. Amelia, thanks for joining us as our guest. And we will see you next week. Peace. Fuck the billionaires. (laughs) Fuck the billionaires.